Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome along to the Wise Men Say podcast with all three of us here this evening. Joining myself, Stephen Goldsmith, and life enthusiast Gareth Barker is Craig Clark. Uh, quickly, I'd like to thank you all who came along last week to the live podcast, by the way. Lots asking if it's going out, but unfortunately we had recording difficulties, so we can't put it mm, out. I.e., it wouldn't work. Yeah, we spent about <laughs> 90 minutes trying to get it working. Um, great stress. Um, but I think the sound card and the laptop computer just wasn't interested but we've got some we've got a production meeting after this eh? we're gonna have we've got some plans about what we're gonna do about the uh about the situation to make it better for everyone including ourselves mm. enjoyed it though anyway and more of you coming up and speaking to us at the bar afterwards as well which is which is great keep doing that okay beard looks <laughs> tremendous craig by the way thanks steve yours is coming along no, nicely. i don't know well you know you're such an influential figure craig <laughs> apparently so <laughs> <laughs> last time craig was on a couple of months back we were talking about how he's a bit of a hippie these days and he's spent time finding himself. He's got, got moved to South Shields to find himself. Yeah. Have you managed yet? Found yourself yet? Or? It's not really about finding yourself. He hasn't found himself yet. Then. Didn't find the studio on time. Misinterpreting the idea of self. We're not going to that. Either. One in the eye for the Sandys there. He's moved there and hasn't uh, managed to find himself. Mm, so he stayed in Sunderland. Graham Anderson <laughs> was supposed to be here this evening, but he's... Off with Chris Young, Gary Bennett, Rob Mason, they're all deciding the best 100 post-war Sunderland signings, which is a feature for the Sunderland Echo, which will be interesting. Kevin Phillips, number one, lads? I would have thought so. Uh, Niall Quinn would be number well, one. Because I, I, nah. I, I said to Graham earlier, I said, well, I, I can help you out there, Graham. It'll be Kevin Phillips, number one. And he said, well, I think we're unanimous in that. Unanimous. 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 Anonymous. Anonymous. My, my speech patterns are anonymous. Let's move on. Um, it's gone insane. That's uh, the name of the podcast, sort of, then. And then this what week, was it's anonymous. Gonna, um, yeah, I lost my train of thought. Yeah, and then I thought, well, it could be Niall Quinn. No, it's got to be Quinn because, because of, of the, the, the influence the lasting. If we hadn't signed him, he wouldn't have taken over the club and cha- yeah. turned it around like he did. So. It depends if you're talking about on the the field, you would say. I think there's got to be for a variety of reasons, hasn't there? I think, uh, like, I would have people, someone like Mal Brank in because I loved watching him, even though his contribution in the history of something wasn't that great. But everyone's got their own personal preferences and stuff. That'd be interesting meeting them, wouldn't it? Because you've got to factor all these things in, haven't you? Well, obviously, the the more recent ones, we're going to mention them because it's our lifetime. But post wars, you know, that's about 70 years. So. There's a lot of players in that period. Yeah, I think um, Rob Mason would be the man for the, for the pre seventies, probably. I'd imagine. Uh, but it, that, I bet you that's a pretty interesting discussion and conversation. Yeah. To like is it, well, we've just said, the stuff you've got to factor in there. You know, do you do you, do you just consider her, their performances on the field, yeah. or do you factor in other things, like you say, Quinny after he stopped playing, yeah. or like you said, is it people who were like easy on the eye, like Mal Bronk? Or people who are would Sessignon get in? Do, do you get your pull, wouldn't be anywhere. Do you pull the Irish. stats out? Well, well, would he not? Did he? Can you have loan signings? Probably Johnny Evans would probably get in, wouldn't he? Mm. No. Yeah. He no. Would, I think. 
hundred in the last seventy years, and you're going to put Johnny Evans. Ah, but you got to remember that, a couple of times. But the standard of football in that in a lot of that section was diabolical, and we had some really bad players. And he, he was sort of influential yeah, in us winning the league that year, like, and the season when he came back. Mm, and us someone like Carlos Edwards, who was only really played did, for Sunderland for six months, was so mm, instrumental in that period talk, of history. You're then. focusing on a very recent period Oh, no, of time. I am, I am, but I'm just saying, with the, the discussion points that you'd probably... But then most of the readers are probably going to... This is like, you know, we're discussing a discussion that's happening between <laughs> some other people. We're like, having a discussion Entering ourselves. their minds. <laughs> we're just saying how we would do it, though. Yeah. I know, I know. We do it better. That's why yeah. how we do. It. Not really. Yeah, I don't think. One. I don't I think only really do it for the last ten years. I'd have to discount yeah. a few yeah, years yeah, yeah. off. Off. Yeah. Off when well, I was drunk all yeah, the time. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. I think <laughs> what we should do. What we should do, Stephen, is um, get in touch with them and produce a couple of one-off podcasts where they where they talk us through the selection process and talk about some of the players. I think that would be quite interesting. Possibly, but the brains could be frazzled after mm. after after like talking about it for like two hours because I bet they don't agree on a hundred players in two hours that's quite an effort we've come up with about six in about and three, I wouldn't have half minutes. of the minute <laughs> well, you, you, you're just miserable no yeah, not at all you're just, just yeah, counting imagine, large sections imagine when you get history. past the, the first like 20 or something I bet it's hard to sort of think right who's going to be 97 yeah. in this list well, I, I just, just trawling through all the uh, players like you say I don't really know much sort of pre 1990 or whatever because yeah. I'm I know names, but I couldn't tell you what the contribution was and stuff like that. I think like, my argument would be for the recent thing is that what the the current run in the top flight is um, the longest run post war we've had in the in the top flight. So I think that does count for something. Mm. With the the quality of players that we're going to have in this era are probably greater than some uh, of the past. That that would be my argument for at a higher standard. At a higher standard, yeah. yeah. I, I, th- I saw someone on Twitter. Earlier, mention it to Graham and say, oh, I bet you wouldn't have many players in from the the last ten years." But then you think, "Well, Lee Catamore's going to be up there mm. if if you if you contextualise it, isn't he?" Because you've got to remember as, as well. Says, he's playing. We playing a consistently playing top flight football now, and it's he, not he's an influential figure in that. It's not best players; it's best signings. Mm. Yeah. So that's a different thing. If you look at somebody like, would you have Simon Minnelli in signings. on the basis that we pay? How much did we pay for Simon Minnelli? I don't know, but again, it's like... And, and then we sold him on for like 12 million quid. You've you made like a 10 million pound profit on a player that you've bought. But you could make 100 players out of the last 10 years. That just shows you how, how difficult it is, because they're not, they're not all going to be out the last 10 years. No, I'm not, but I'm, just, I'm not saying... We're just talking about the context, what you'd, how you'd... No, I know, them. and I'm just saying, but you've, you're going to extend it beyond that, aren't you? I mean, would you Absolutely, have someone like yeah. Jim Baxter in, who was, by all accounts, not at his I best when he was at Sunderland, wasn't very good. but in a similar vein to Mal Bronk, probably... You know, my dad loved him. Mm. Like Frank Worthington, how long did he play for Sunderland? Similar, another one, similar yeah. to the Baxter one, wasn't it? Brian Dean, yeah. Peter Davenport, <laughs> Andy Cole, yeah. Lee Chapman. He was a different <laughs> one, apparently, a little bit before our time still. Yeah, slightly before our time. Just picking talk- out names of those that type of player coming to the end mm. of his career, coming to Sunderland. Should we talk about the quality of the player at the weekend? Because we've no, no, we've got, gone a, we've got a about, bit of a we've got about 90 other tangent. players to pick for our top <laughs> yeah. 100. The wise men say yeah. top 100 yeah. signings. We're just ripping, ripping <laughs> yeah. the agenda up and going for that. Yeah, yeah. might yeah. as well. It's what the listeners want, I'm sure. But uh, another draw, Craig. This was supposed to be the game we were going to kick on, right? Mm, I think it was always going to be a lot tougher than, well, it was. than that, wasn't it? And it's so West Ham are so flying, aren't they? No, they're not just flying. They've got a, an experienced manager and a really good Premier League side, in my opinion. Watching them on the weekend, thought we were probably about deserved a draw, but on the whole, I think they probably shaded the chan- the best chances. Um, apart from Wickham's effort from range, I think they they troubled our keeper more than we troubled theirs. It was that moment where Cresswell got in down the left um, and um, Pantillamon, who's in continuing to impress, 
did did well to thwart that one. Mm. Um, I I went into the game thinking a draw would probably be a decent result, despite the fact we've drawn so many games. Just because they are doing well, Carroll's back. And you thought he's bound to score. Nolan's in the squad. He's bound to score. I, I mean, Carroll just on on him alone. You think Liverpool selling him and then bringing in the likes of Balotelli and Lambert. I, I think if they just persevered with Carroll, he's a really good footballer. He's a weapon in the air, but he's brilliant with both feet. He can I pass think, it. He, I th- yeah, I he's think a the, good the, footballer. The, the, the stigma, weapon, the stigma, if that's the right word, attached to him and in association with a direct and long ball. I think Rodgers done that, that as, well, as a statement. That? They didn't play that. Though, yes, I know, they? but they I think you know, think Rodgers just did that as a statement. Where well, he thought, you know, this player's hmm. associated with this kind of maybe, style. And maybe, I'm but gonna... whatever, whatever the reasons were, whether it was, I think it was, in my opinion, a mistake. When he's fit, he's he's, he's really good. And I thought he had a good game, and he was difficult. And but at the same time, our defence caught well with yeah, him. He didn't really have a. He had a couple of yeah, he, that chip, and then the shot from the edge of the box. That was good. That shot from the edge of the box. Yeah. So, but um, yeah, you, you but wouldn't I mean, expect him to. They are playing well. Way, they yeah. are playing well, Gareth. And it is relevant. So a lot, you know, a lot of the sort mm-hmm. of doom merchants think think it isn't, but it is. However, you you do get a point on your way. You think right, okay, we still need to beat some of these teams because yeah. it, it seems to be that the case that. All these teams are coming here, like Man United, Everton, Tottenham. And to be fair, these teams generally win up here. Uh, the odd season, they don't. But last season, they all did. Swansea won here last season. So West Ham, West Ham well. won here yeah. last season. But it does come to a point, doesn't it, where you think, well, decent Premier League sides do win some of these mm. games. And that, that's the issue, isn't it? I think that in some of the games, they've, they've done enough to win them, but they just haven't. The Swansea game's a good example of that, where they did enough to win it and didn't. Um, again, they created the chances uh, they needed to win the game against West Ham, and they just didn't take them. Is it a worry? Uh, is it a worry that the goal we scored was a penalty, Craig? And it wasn't a little a, bit. It wasn't a chance per se. We didn't really create much, did we? Well, Johnson I, I did all him, Johnson yeah. did that himself, didn't he? Obviously, the one chance, mm. the big one, didn't end in a shot. With that, but it was great football in the build-up. Larson, who was man of the match, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, bust, busting along getting forward I mean he's actually starting to look quite a creative element as well as a grafter I, I really like it's, him it's it's interesting isn't it because I think if there was one game that converted the rest of the doubters about Seb Larson this one was it you, you've been a Seb Larson fan a lot longer than I have mm. and I've been converted for a few weeks now but I think this was the final one where you know you go in the pubs afterwards and people would were commenting on no, how was, good Larson was he's very good um, I think Poyet, just the role yeah. Poyet's yeah. created from because he yeah O'Neill sort of just dropped him into a, into a two-man centre midfield system and he was like a headless chicken, wasn't he? I think with Larson, <coughs> I think the the issue was, you know, again, like you say, the the inability to, to see what the good work he does. Maybe you're looking at for different things from players and, you know, it's not a trendy sort of... He's not doing trendy, clever things with the ball. He's just keeping it simple. I think... This weekend, he's doing more than he was. Yeah. I, know I think, you, I think you, I'm you, saying, I'm you, saying, I think yeah. this weekend that Poyet had talked in the week about they'd been working on attacking, and I think you could see that because we were definitely getting more players in the box um, at times in the first half. Didn't so much in the second half. I think maybe revert the type a little bit, but they were definitely getting more players in the box um, coming onto things, um, and that was good to see. And Larson was was one of the ones who was making those late runs in there. Well, we'll hear from Gus. Uh, about the West Ham game in general now. Frustrated. Yeah, I don't like it. I think it's uh, it's missing very little. Uh, we're doing everything we can. 
and this is what we are. You know, this is us. I, I don't think you can ask for more. So reality, no? Uh, every point, it looks like it takes everything from the players. It's a massive effort. It's an incredible way of trying and defending and going forward and crossing and putting balls. And, but then, that's where we are. That's where we are. <laughs> no, nobody was listening. He's fed, up, yeah. <laughs> He's fed up, isn't he? That was, it was just the way you said it. It, it kind of came out of the blue. That you know. I can, t- I can tell. He's, because the clip ran out before I was ready for it. He's uh, just, yeah, he's, exactly. <laughs> just say he's fed up, and he's fed up with drawing games. Um, like it's it's a it's a really odd situation. Then you're not losing, but you're just not you're not winning games when you should. You look as though you should be winning them. Um, and that that's that's the worry because there'll be games later in the season where we'll look as though we should have won and we've lost. Um and that's that's what you want to be worried about. Will you capitalise on opportunities in games later on? And how long can the players stay motivated to set up in a certain way and not to lose games if eventually you know you know, you're gonna get sick of not winning. Well the perhaps t- that could be a danger. The two things I think that are kind of preventing us from winning games at the moment is the fullback situation. And massive that for me in the midfield three which, for me Clive well that midfield three as much as we've, we've all wanted it they're all giving you seven or eight out of ten which is fantastic however they're giving you seven or eight out of ten by being industrious and keeping it simple as you said about Seb earlier um, but none of them really look like they're going to kind of open a team up for you and it's putting a lot of onus on one player, which is pretty much Adam Johnson at the minute when he starts, and if it's not him, it'll be Will Buckley, and who really hasn't quite looked up to this level, uh, in my opinion yet. Anyway, so until we've got fullbacks who are creating a bit of space, that midfield three maybe needs to be broken up. And as much as I, I liked all three of them on the weekend, I thought they all performed well. None of them were gonna we're gonna break the the opposition down. Well, I want to I want to build on that point now. We'll we'll hear Gus talk about his tactics and why he's playing the way he is. But I want to follow on from what you were saying there. Lately, when we are at home, and for whatever reason we need to drop, we miss a little bit of people going behind. Uh, I think Josie does it a bit better than 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 Fletcher. And then maybe when we were on the top of the game or the game was a little bit more open, to have Fletcher in the box, which is a decision. I think it was. Uh, I think it worked for long periods. I think you know, if Josie scored, you would see, you would be saying to me, "What a great decision you made!" And it didn't happen. But um, searching, I think I need to find the the formula because uh, at the moment, like I said, this is the group we go and we need to go like that. If I, if I go a little bit deeper into what I like, we should be passing the ball better, but we don't have the quality to do that. Uh, fullbacks they become a very very important part of my system. And we play with a centre half and and a, a player like Anthony that is giving us the biggest help that you can have in football nowadays because he's a right back playing left back, 35 years old for the first time in England without playing for four months. So it's outstanding what, what he's been doing. But he's not the player that we want in the last third to go and cross with his left foot. Then we need the, that that crosses and that final pass and decision to be much better, which at the moment there is no. And then you need a goal scorer. You know. Me as a player, I I started every season thinking if I don't score double figures, I'm not good enough. Now, that's what the people up front need to find out. And uh, don't tell me that we didn't have chances today because 
then we, we start lying to ourselves. You know, we have shots from outside the box, from the, the diagonal, crosses, second balls, uh, rebounds. You know, you need to find the way. Um, and that frustrated. That frustrated because it's a part of the game that I doubt that I can improve it uh, dramatically. I think I can help them, but that's something out of my hands. We understand what Gus is trying to do with his squad, Gareth. Um, we do need to bide our time with it as fans. To can you try to do what a lot of fans want, go out and be open, look what happened there. You need to be realistic, but is there anything more that Gus could be doing, a little tweak here and there, either a change of personnel, change in tactics? I've got some things I want to bring up. So. I, don't, I don't know at the moment. Um, I think maybe the substitution he could have made when he brought Alvarez on, he maybe could have taken Gomez off and had, you know, Larson sitting a bit deeper with Catamol and then giving Alvarez a bit more of a free roll in behind the forward um, just to give him, you know, get get an at- attacking player into good areas. I thought like Alvarez is, is some of his passing is brilliant, his incisive passing where he, he's playing it in behind people. Um, it's very good. Um, but, you know, we watch Alvarez, like that, I think that's the thing people are crying out for. He's the one where people think this guy is going to be the one who's going to open teams up but when you watch him does he look like a player who can start a game in the Premier League at the moment because I just can't see it I think you need to give it a try though I, I, we won't I, know until, until he tries and he's only playing 20 minutes and sometimes it takes a player longer to get into a game yeah it that. does not I think that's a fair point he has looked stronger like when he I quite like it when he um, he doesn't just use the ball for the sake of it like he'll happily carry the ball the full width of the pitch because look, w- looking for an option and he can hold people off I think that's that's. it's clear that he's definitely got stronger what's interesting people associating him with the impact sub role which is understandable because he comes on a game stretched um, but also there's the argument that if he starts a game Craig he could come on before it's stretched and players are not as settled and you know he could, he could get in behind then it's hard to you know, tell. before a game stretch and people yeah, be, uh, be able to hold the position correctly and stuff. He, if the game's a little bit more frantic and and suddenly he goes past the player, if you if you play him from the start, I mean, you're not going to probably play him in in a sort of instead of Gomez, for example. You're probably going to play him instead of Adam Johnson or instead of Connor Wickham. Um, if you do that though, it, it, he's got a problem really, hasn't he? With he wants to play sort of two strikers like you, you had Barini last season and. Now he wants to use Wickham and get him close to be it Fletcher or Alters or and but it means that because of the three we've got in the midfield, I don't feel like we've really got enough creativity without fullbacks. Like I agree with uh, some of the stuff Gareth's saying about Alvarez's incisive kind of passing. Unfortunately, the ball was getting shuffled wide to Virginie, and I I really like Virginie, but. He just didn't have a clue what to do with it. He's an acres of space. He, he looks like he's hitting the first man. With he his looks cross. like he's uh, spent in that position now, doesn't he? He uh, looks like he's, he's he's done a you know a great job up now, but he looks like he's ready. He looks he's if he's ready in himself to to move back in a in completely. A he's a he's not a fullback. He's not a fullback in the in the vein of the one that Gus Poyet's talking about wanting to have. Unfortunately, we don't really have any at the minute. Well, no, well, Jones, Jones, Jones is fit, he's fit for uh, Saturday. How, how long is he going to be fit for? That's, mm. the, that's the issue with him, isn't it? What's interesting, I'll just throw this one out there. West Ham play a diamond, right? Now, I've always spoke against playing two up front, Gareth, you know that. And I think that, but that's generally based on playing with a midfield pair in a 4-4-2, being overrun in the middle, rather than me being against playing two up front, per se. Now, 
this diamond formation that's re-emerged in the last sort of 12 months or so when we spoke to Nigel a West Ham fan on the end of the light show he said they kind of stumbled across at the start of the season not playing that they weren't doing great suddenly they played that I think they matched up Hull in one game and it just clicked now we could play that formation and play the same team couldn't we really because I think Gomez and Larson have both played out wide before so I think they could they could play on the right and the left accordingly Catamol plays in the same position he doesn't really move but what it does is it gives Adam Johnson a better mm. role a more, you know a more prominent role because the problem with Johnson is he he's lacking a yard of pace now isn't he and he, for all his composure and intelligence and then flair on the ball he sometimes gets a bit isolated because he doesn't have great players around him and you just think look what it's done for Downland for example well the same thing's going through my head um, however West Ham have Carl Jenkinson and Aaron Cresswell at fullback oh, yeah but the fullbacks but, is, is going to that's detrimental to whatever formation no I, I play, agree yeah. but you're going from an already quite narrow system that we're using now to an even mm-hmm. narrower one but it's just a little tweak isn't it do you but, know what I mean well, I'm, I'm, what I'm thinking is what I'm thinking is because like you said there he's, he's he seems hell-bent on getting the two strikers on the field. So Wickham's playing out left at the minute, and he's trying to get close to the striker. But if he played the diamond formation, Johnson's influencing the game from the centre of the park rather than out on the touchline. I think, to be honest, it's all semantics in a way anyway, because you see at Leicester some of our best moves with Johnson coming inside. Yeah, Alvarez was Roman when he came on. He was inside, he's in the middle. I, you can call it what you want. Unless we've caught the right players in the right positions, like you say, you're still playing the same players. Our, our best chance, um, aside from the out the door miss, was Wickham coming in close to Fletcher and them new linking up. Is that not the equivalent of a front two operating? Mm. Oh yeah, you know of course. I, I just don't I see mean, that. I mean, you, you mentioned the lesser game, and, and me and Gareth both said when we were at the game, sometimes on the ball it looked like a four four two anywhere. You mm. know, I do realise that I'm not trying to sort of. Uh, you know, be really picky with what I'm no, saying. No, and, and, not, not but, at all. But but it's still a different formation, a different system, tweaking things a little bit because I think we're all agreed that we don't need drastic changes. Where just, just a little, just a little, want to change just a little shuffle in formation, or could could just spark things off. I'm not hmm. sure because you need. I'd are you, quite, Gareth, is the quietest yeah. you've ever been. Are you just yeah. thinking? Are you just letting just this thinking. die? Are you just digesting this information? I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'd quite like to see Alvarez. And Johnson on the pitch, or well, you can talk about Jackarini coming back, and you could maybe sacrifice. Go, I, I, it's harsh on Gomez. I don't think Jackarini could play the Gomez he, role better. Probably couldn't. I'm not having Gomez at all. I thought he was okay on the we weekend know that again. Just, if you're sitting digesting information, don't say something you say every week. <laughs> Come up with something better than that. I, 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 he's funny. He like does really good for like ten minutes. He's, he's really involved, and he's, he's making things happen. He's keeping it ticking over. Then he'll disappear, and. But he, he's obviously helping out because the midfield never gets overrun. So he's he's a strange fella. Like he's hard to pinpoint what he's doing. I'm sure he's not a strange fella. Well, <laughs> I'll just put that one out. Nice there. penalty. As well. <laughs> yeah. I was a bit worried when he stepped. I wasn't. Yeah, I, I wasn't, wasn't yeah, worried I at all. No. No. I don't know. I was wondering who would take it. Actually. He took nah, one for Wigan, didn't he? I, knew he'd, yeah. I, I, I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I, I think just, we discussed it before. Yeah. and said it would be him. Nah, fair play. Yeah. Like. Um, I thought it might have been Johnson himself. I think diamond formation. Diamond. I'm just not keen on having four. I think it's, but it's a different four, isn't it? It's, I it's, don't know. I think I'd just rather go with the three-five-two if I was going to oh. change it ahead of the <laughs> the head of the or a Christmas tree with the with a two in behind with a two in behind one four. I'm not having three. I don't think. I'm I don't think. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Got, I don't think we've got... Um, I placed bread cutters as a sweeper, 4-1 in front, and then, yeah, let's do that. Um, <laughs> but I think that we, yeah. what I mean but, but is, what, what when, I mean I saw, is when I said about Larson and Gomez playing those roles, because of both people, there was an example, we were talking about the Atlador chance, hmm. the way Larson burst forward from that position. If he in the diamond formation, he would be playing that role. But more. he would be there is. more often. But well, where, but he where is, would he yeah. be when he's not? I mean, like that's the thing. It's, I, do, I think in reality, if we can talk about it. You know, to a blue in the face about whether he's going to play a diamond or what. He won't play a diamond. He'll play. No, he won't. No. He'll play one withdrawn from the left as a sort of winger. Unless comes he listens to this. Well, he has. He has <laughs> I did suggest on the Into the Light that he put out the door in, and he did. Um, so sorry about that. That, uh, went, yeah. that went well. Yeah. yeah. Well, he. I think he actually for the four games he, he was involved. He, he was did playing all right, right before that yeah. chance. To be fair, his head went no, didn't it? Uh, poor lad. Well, not really poor lad. He scored two Premier League goals in over sixty games. That is poor, actually. Yeah. No. I don't yeah, know. Poor lad. Yeah. I don't know. I just think. Uh, I don't know. It just annoyed us at the weekend the way some people were going on about the whole thing, and it's just I think it's embarrassing. Like the, the, I think he is embarrassing. I agree. Just the hyperbole. You just hate it. It's I, garbage. It's, it's, I think it gets to a point where you just get fed up of seeing somebody who is a laughing stock. I know, but it's it's you know, it's it's. I just don't think there's any point like stringing the bloke up. You know, like some people but, want to. I'm not but, saying no, you do no, or no, whatever. I, I'm just saying I don't like I don't like that. You know, at I don't at like the same time, it's hard to support. You know, people. I'm not talking. I'm not talking about supporters, by the way. Oh no, 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 no! I know. I should have maybe. I'm maybe not talking about supporters. Okay. I'm talking about other people and the way mm. some people want to portray him, and okay, they'll quite happily enough. take a lad who he cl- yeah he's trying, and people will see he's he's earning this much a, a a week or whatever. So what, right? It's not your money. Don't worry about it. Um, you know, I I, I just think <laughs> you know. There's no point like taking somebody and making a making a story out of them, making a mockery out of them, just to like satisfy like I don't know what why you do that because it's de- it sells newspapers. It's just dehumanising. I think like you see a lot like it's easy to take comments of a manager or a player or whatever and stick them out there and put them out there and put a spin on it and you create a story in that. But I guess that that's just part and parcel of. That, the that's game. the media, isn't it? That, that's the way the world works, whether whether we like it or not. I, I don't. Yeah, think yeah. I just think it's unpleasant. I'm just saying. No, I no. think it's unpleasant. I understand uh, why people do it, but you know, wouldn't disagree with that. I just think as well, supporters at this point as well are just. 
I mean, there was cheering when he went off, which I don't agree with, and, no. I, and I didn't do that. I didn't clap him off. I just stood. Um, but <laughs> you went sitting down. Stood. No, I've got to get the bloody steward in. Uh, well, I know where have they gone? <laughs> uh, it's disappeared this year. Uh, no, but they're. Um, I, it's just getting. Well, it's been long it's past been the point to defend them, but it's, yeah, it's, it's, keeps it's long gone. It's gone past. The I don't point. think it's a. I don't think it's a case of having to just def- defend him or not. It's. It's just. You know, you, you've just got to watch and, and. You know, it ebbs and flows, and you 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 say you say it as you see it. Really, um, is a striker the issue? Is, is is that an issue now? Because I, I think you know, using using Liverpool as an example, and now I know it's totally it's a totally different situation, but there are some similarities there in that. Without Suarez, without Sturridge, Liverpool, they fell to pieces. The issue, and, and, the, and, and people say, oh, strikers don't make that much difference to the players behind them. But it does when you have a striker who knows how to play a certain role because of the movement, because of the, the way they make themselves available, and because they finish half chances and chances. And is that the issue? I think the issue we've got with strikers is that we don't have one that can play in the system that Poyet puts out. There's all exactly. do, they all so do will different it make, things. Will it make a massive difference if he goes and gets somebody... Who does? They need basically need um, Wilfried Bonny, like that type of player. A, <laughs> He'd a, be great, a, wouldn't he? You know, a better Gibral Cisse type of player, someone who is gonna come short, someone who's gonna go in behind, someone who's got pace, someone who's a goal threat. At the moment, Fletcher, like he says, he's gonna come in, he's gonna come deep, and at home that is an issue because you can't get out. You need to, you need to have a threat in behind to try and stretch the game. That's why he's picked out the door. It's understandable from a logical perspective from that. But even Poyet, I mean, he didn't exactly sing out the door's praises in that. He was like, Josie does that better than Fletcher. Fair enough. Wickham, you know, what what is Wickham? We don't know. I mean, he's playing from the left and he's doing a decent job. But, you know, Wickham only arrived really, you know, Five months ago, six months ago, whatever. Well, it's a bit longer than that, isn't it? Well, I want to talk about. Ago, but but what I would say is that, um, you've you've put us off now. What I was going to say, Chief Stephen. Thanks Sorry. for that. Well, we're, 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 we're going to talk about Wickham and, and players we could pass, perhaps have in the team anyway. Shall we hear from Gus on it first about oh. the centre forward situation? The centre forward situation. I thought that was in the tactics bit. Maybe it wasn't. Let's hear. Let's find out. Maybe, maybe <laughs> I'm maybe I'm wrong. We should pay attention yeah, more. We'll find out. That's a question that I think is. In each of us, the recruitment system. You know, I think it's. I cannot be uh, answering for everything because uh, we've got that system in place. Uh, there is people that are in charge and and training the team and putting them in there and making sure it does. They do the best they can. And this, I promise you, is the best we can. Then other responsibilities they are not in my hands, so it's, it's up to them. They, I don't know. A, a person that he doesn't have an absolute clue about football, not to realize what we're missing. Okay. I think even if you listen to the radio, you know, watching the game, you know what we're missing. So, uh, as you can imagine, yes, they know. But they knew it. And if they don't know it, they got a problem. They are not good enough. They shouldn't be working at this level. So, we see. I'm waiting. We see. It's kind of the centre-forward situation because that's him saying we need a centre-forward and Lee Congerton needs to know that. <laughs> kind Aye. of, isn't it? <laughs> I'm, I'm struggling with the idea of who would fit this this system, I, I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm no scout. You know. I, obviously, I'm. I'm not aware of every striker in the world. But what kind of strengths are we looking for? I mean, and what's interesting is the remit that Lee Congdon has, or what, the one he's created for himself, is that he would like ideally players who have played the Premier League before, mm-hmm. English players. Now, where are you going to find one of those who play that role? 
He's gonna have he's gonna have to expand from his remit. He's gonna have to break. The closest you can think of that, I think, if you're thinking of someone like Bonnie, is is Carroll, and there's no way on earth we're getting in. That's not gonna happen, is it? So you can discount him. Lambert, no. Um, I'm starting to run out of ideas now already. They're gonna have to think outside the box, aren't they? They're gonna have to be. It's gonna have to be somebody from the continent. They need like a, (laughs) you know, like that. Maybe someone who isn't gonna. do you do you go into it thinking we need somebody who's going to do this long term, well, or do you pick somebody? <laughs> do you pick somebody like I don't know, like when Newcastle signed CC or Bar, somebody like that who's going to come in and offer you something different, and he might have his faults, but if he gets it, if you get him and you get him in form, he's going to give you a good six to twelve months, and then it helps you out for that period, and then you can bring somebody else in. Th- that's what's interesting for me because I've just mentioned Lee Congan's remit there. Now, what he he said isn't it that he he wants young players ideally as well young hungry players now Conor Wickham's just signed a new contract uh, Gus has already said that he will end up through the middle and this is part of his football education now so again Lee Congan can afford a break out of that Ray McCartney for on this example because Conor Wickham if Conor Wickham is seen as that player Eventually. for the long term then we can now perhaps go and sign somebody more experienced who so you're just mm. going to get 18 months 2 years from just to help the side help the the balance of the side and somebody kind of can I also learn, think learn from it, aside from systems and stuff like that and everybody will have their everybody will have their opinions on out the door whether he should have started or not people will say and, and rightly or oh, Fletcher has got more opportunity to, more chance of taking opportunities when presented and, and that sort of thing but let's be honest Fletcher's been in good form recently but he's hardly been you know smashing the manager's door down same with Wickham he scored what seven seven goals this year five back in the last season and uh, two this season. One of them was cleared off him. Fair enough, he got himself, himself into that position. So I'm not going to take that away from him. Well, he scored a few. In, did he score one in the cup? He right, Wigan. Out the door got one in yeah, the cup. Yeah. Um, and he scored. That was it this season. He's got one in the cup. Mm. Fletcher's got four league goals this season. Now, it, it's not It's not like they're going, I'm scoring, you know, every week or whatever, or one and two. They're not. Like, so how can. If you're not going to justify, the only way you're going to stay in the team is a striker. If you score, if you score regularly, if you're not doing that, then they'll, they'll start looking at ways to get the best out of players around the forward. And at the moment, that's the situation they're in. They're not playing the striker that's going to score goals because you can't guarantee it. Um, but, because they haven't put that, ga- they haven't played to the extent as well as they can, where they can show that they can score goals regularly. And that's why he's having to go. Well, I'm going to have to play out the door here because he will give us this element and that might stretch it so it'll create space for people like Johnson and then Alvarez when he comes on later things like that so I don't know what people will say about Wigan he should be playing through the middle because he's a striker and he's wasted from the left I don't think he's ready yet that's but I, don't, I don't think he's ready idea, yet yeah. no, I don't think he's ready yet he's only 21 and but he's he's doing a decent to be fair he's doing a decent job from the left um, and I'm a massive critic of him but He's doing fine. His, some of his decision making is still absolutely disgraceful. But, but if, you know, <laughs> apart from that, if, if that isn't working, though, Craig, because he, he, he did, again, I thought he was okay the weekend, Wickham. But if if it isn't if it isn't working, if we aren't scoring goals from it, what needs to give? This is the thing when Gareth was saying that stuff, and I, I can't disagree with any of it. Um, it's just that is it this, does it become an issue where you say right, well, to win a game, I need to change it, and I've got these strikers, and this is. Fletcher's the one who is the most likely to score goals. Is there a way I can change the team to create more chances for him rather than 
I, I see what you're saying about out the door, but he's never going to score. It just isn't going to no, happen, right? Absolutely not. So if he's not going to score and you bring him in to open up space for the other players, are any of the other players in that team prolific enough to guarantee that we're going to win games? Well, what's becoming increasingly apparent is the answer is no. Johnson scores, maybe he's got you seven or eight a season, but they'll come in a purple patch. Someone like Larson might score three, four, five. Gomez might get you, look, judging on what we've seen, five or six. That's that's fine if you supplement it with someone else who's going to bang a few in. And frankly, they aren't doing that. And I don't know what it is. I'm I'm no technical mastermind or anything, but something somewhere. If you want to win games, it it can't just be that sort of in inverted commas solid midfield three. I think ultimately somebody like Jack Arini is probably going to have to come yeah. in and. Whether you then use Fletcher or you go with Wickham, who we've mentioned several times, had a nice sort of partnership with Jack Arini back in the last season. That that might be what you do, or you go bog standard four three three and you take your pick between Fletcher and um, Wickham to go through the middle. And then introduce someone like Alvarez, yeah, as well during as the game. Yeah, yeah, I think you, you know the issue, like yeah. you were saying, the reason he probably hasn't gone a bit more to play to Fletcher's strengths is I think that that might be a bit of a step backwards in a way for. Like the long-term view of of, of what the, what he's trying to do with Sunderland, I think that with after he had to rebuild after the Southampton game, he had to sort of almost take a step back in what he was trying to do, and now he's trying to build from the base that he created again last season. He had to repair that, and it, I think it's 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 getting there, but he hasn't. I think we are three three good players away from being a good team. I really do. It's just you know, is the money going to be available to bring those three players in and Will the players who won't be available and will they want to come? That that's going to be the key, and I think, you know, the striker situation. How tempted would you if somebody put a you know an offer in for? Obviously, he's going to sell out a door if an offer comes in for him. Which it will, I think. Won't it? And if it, if it's a loan, I don't know how that helps Sunderland. Or I think I think clearly Alador's done enough before he's moved to Sunderland in Holland <coughs> to suggest that clubs on the continent would come in from. I would have thought, and and what he does for for his country as well. You'd think so. He's got a profile. Um, unlike say Danny Graham who cost £5 million but yeah. only has a profile on a very small scale mm. where it was going to be always going to be difficult to offload him you're right about out the door there's there's going to be clubs I mean we've already seen the likes of Lille and Werder Bremen who are for their size of the clubs are struggling respectively in their leagues um, Bentner and Altador front what a dream partnership well Bentner's at Wolfsburg oh, so of course yeah. being, what we <laughs> yeah. were doing actually really well, well, well what, I was, yeah. what I was suggesting <laughs> is that we bring Bentner back to, to Sunderland after his difficult uh, spell at Wolfsburg I, I really like Bentner but I don't think that's going I think to he happen. would have been a good player in this system I think he would have been a decent it, forward so do I I, yeah. li- I like I like his movement that and the style way he plays player. but, but again he's not going to stretch a great deal of he's goals, not going to stretch beautifully that's what they need they need they need to go and find one of these players that like when West Ham signed uh, uh, the lad from the second division in France. What Sacco, is it? Sacco, someone like that. You just need to find some, find someone from somewhere. It's it's harder. It's get, hard. It's it's harder to say it. Than we get the hard, back because that's what he tried yeah. to do, wasn't it? Go <laughs> it's easier to say than it is to find. <laughs> I, I do think that's the case. So they're just going to have to find this, you know, somebody, somebody a bit of a live wire, powerful, you know. Like a, they're going to have to find as close as they can to a Wilfred Boney somewhere. That's what they need. That's exactly what the system needs. Stopping short of trying to buy Wilfred Boney, which is impossible. Yeah. Um. Th- that's what they're going to have to find. And how how confident are you that they will? Well, again, whether we do or don't, 
we need to offload somebody beforehand. Yeah. There's no way we can. We, we, I mean, it was apparent in the summer that we couldn't sign someone for that central role mm. because we had Wickham, Fletcher, Graham, well, he and Aldador. Because he said as much. So Graham's gone temporarily. All Aldador's going to go. And I'd be amazed well, if he didn't. That, the, I suppose the great irony is you say about signing somebody like Wilfred Boney. He come in at the same time as Boney went into Swansea, Aldador, and you just think that's just the way it goes isn't it <laughs> one comes in and looks like the excellent player that he is and the other one looks like a player who is scoring a lot of goals in Holland but's going to struggle to do it in in some of the bigger leagues you know we've seen it in the past with Matteo Kesman and and say Van Nistelrooy the difference between those two Alfonso Alves hey, there you go it's but it it isn't pot luck especially not now not with the scouting networks that if we don't have it we should have because other clubs have proven that, that you can unearth talent for a decent fee, which also brings into question. You got Peller at Southampton as well. Well, I th- wonder whether he might be a bit of a flash in the pan. I know Gareth has well, mentioned a flash that in the before. pan's better than what we have at the moment. No, it, that's I'll true. That but what, what if he never? What, what if he never? What if he does an Amiyazaki and never scores again? Mm. It, it, you know, their bubble appears to have burst or certainly deflated slightly. Mm. I, you know, it's easy to say. I mean, even Papa Cissé, there's another player who come in and you thought. You know, you could sell him for fifty million quid. You'd be lucky to get the money back on him now. And of course, we paid for his flight. Remember? Well, obviously, one yeah. of the <laughs> great banters of the <laughs> last five years. Yeah. Top one hundred post-war banters. That's what's uh, that's up there. That's what's going to be. That's what we're going to be discussing on next week's show. But thinking, thinking of value, when you think right, so we've brought. We're talking about like Gus has got an idea, a strategy, whatever you want to call it. Where does Rodwell fit into that, and why did we sign him? Well, I was going to say the Rodwell thing is relevant, isn't it? Because I know, and Gareth keeps saying we signed him for five years. You've got to see the big picture. But in the in the position Sunderland were in in the summer, we probably didn't have the scope to plan for the future as much. I mean, you're going to spend arguably all your transfer fund, available transfer funds on one player. He needs to come in and do better, doesn't he? Frankly, it, it's not even necessarily whether he does. Like well or bad, which obviously it does matter. But at the moment, I just I, I know like Chris has been on, for, like Chris from ALS has been on and, and said some something similar, and I'm starting to feel inclined to agree. I'm not sure Gus knows what to do with him. Is now, the fact he just became available? If that could be the case. And the thought he's a, mid, a centre midfielder. We need a centre midfielder. I, I hate to make comparisons with with them, but you look at Tsoko at Newcastle, and Pardew didn't have a clue what to do with him for ages. And then because Kabai's left, he's ended up having to put him in central midfield. And lo and behold, he's a good central midfield player. And I think what Gareth said in the past is is true with Rodwell. Unfortunately for Rodwell, Larson's playing so well, he's undroppable. But that's where he needs to be playing. Because I think that's where you'd notice that he can do the kind of things that maybe Sissoko's doing at Newcastle, which is drive from deep with the ball. So maybe in the long term, maybe you're right, but that, that will do, come good. He should be doing more to make himself undroppable but, when he comes on. But he's playing him in a position where... You're going to look at him and think, why have we spent that money on him when we're desperate for players in other areas? It's the same with Bridcut. He's a good player, but you think, well, that money, which wasn't it wasn't massive, but it was substantial, and you start thinking, well, could that have gone somewhere else? I'm, 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 yeah, I'm, I'm happy with Bridcut. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy with. It's cover important that we've got the, quality. Yeah, in, in. I couldn't agree more. But we've seen this in the past where we're building a squad before we've got a first team. I just feel like maybe some of the targeting in the transfer window could have been slightly better. Well, just think maybe what I'm got, being harsh. Just maybe think I'm what he got to look forward to. 
We've done all the squad buys now. Now we're going to add the quality <laughs> in. It's going to second half of the season. We'll just go on this blazing run. Probably finish seventh, something like that. It's a bold uh, yeah. statement. Easy. We'll sign some random player from the <laughs> Spanish third division, and uh, he's going to do really well. I've, What's going to happen is we're going to sign a, we're going to sign a forward, and the YouTube clips are going to go. What we're going to do is going to sign. He's the answer. Uh, he's yeah. the answer this time. This time we've got it on right, and it'll well, come in and stink the players out. We're going to inevitably. <laughs> yeah, we're going to try and um, we're going to try and sign Barini for the entire January, not get him, and then get Yannick Sagborn loan. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. Shevki Kuchis, yeah, yeah. He's, he's available. Yeah. He's available on the free. Well, we we'll know if Gus has got anything to do with it. He likes his, his South Americans, doesn't he? So Lee Congan, on the other hand, doesn't. Scott is back coming back. I'd, well, speaking, they've they've not done very well with him back. Have they not? Nah, pretty pretty poor. So he got sent off the other week, didn't he? Uh, a red. He got he got sent off in the derby for Ooh. insinuating the ref was on the take. It <laughs> was quite. Is amusing. that what he wrote in the referee's report? Is that what it came up on the ticket at the bottom? <laughs> and then insinuating did he, the ref was on the take. <laughs> and then he just said, "It's just banter." It was only banter. <laughs> yeah. That's what he learned. That was yeah. the one thing he got yeah. from yes. his time in England. Yeah. The lad by banter. Yeah. Sorry, but I, I've been playing the Premier League and I, I learned banter. Yeah, he learned it. His banter was flying around. That's what he said. This is the kind of thing. And then, uh, yeah, he did a banter vine of himself. <laughs> he like had a phone and he he did a banter vine with a referee. And, and then, then he, like, and then all and then all the betting companies uh, pinched it, pinched and, it, and, yeah, he, and, yeah, he, and each posted it as their own. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's exactly what happened. <laughs> and copyrighted. It, Do you think it's yeah. the same guy? And he just has all those bases covered. He gets paid off them all. He's rolling in notes yeah. or something. And he just, switch, he just switches accounts and just posts the same thing. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just way to do it, wouldn't it? Yeah. Right. Oh, well, yeah. That would be the the job banter stealer. <laughs> <laughs> the banter thief. You could be a sort of like blockbuster film, couldn't it? In the Sean, of, Sean Connery is the banter thief. <laughs> I was thinking, you know, you could get your Liam Neeson's in there. He's had a resurgence. He has, hasn't he? Ryan Reynolds for the younger generation, he would be the banter. It might be a bit of a rom commy feel about <laughs> He's a bit too the banter thief. <laughs> it might be a bit sort of oh my god, I stole your banner. Like some sort of weird thing like that. Jack Black would be the man if you're gonna go. If you're gonna, he would be like yeah. the original banter maker. Mm. He would be the one who like does all the banters, and then like Ryan Reynolds like steals the banter. <laughs> I don't know if they would get banter in America. Maybe we need to transpose this. What would to it be British called in America? in America? In America, it would be yeah, like the lol thief or something, wouldn't it? Lol thief. America, so, though, you're busting balls, aren't you? In America, yeah, ball buster. Say, the ball, ball buster thief. <laughs> the ball buster thief. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that something like no, that. I don't Sounds know that a bit dodgy, work. that one, doesn't it? I don't it? think that would work. No. Who would you have in the English one? Benedict Cumberbatch, he's in at the moment. Give no, it a bit more no, of a no, regal no. feel. Too it, much gravitas. Yeah. yeah, it would be, wouldn't it? It would be more of a work and Miranda. Miranda. Miranda would accidentally steal the banter and then fall over. Mrs. Brown's banter. Anyway, you basically put the word banter in any sentence and you'll be laughing. Feels like Matt Piper's on the podcast <laughs> yeah he was loving so the banter yeah. too much banter well it is too much banter because we need to we need to draw things to a close so we can all go Already? for a, a quick pint in a production meeting yeah, oh, well, yeah it's flew over Craig we've done the 45 minutes a cup of tea for me I think actually. right oh fine. well thanks <laughs> Thanks for coming in Craig anyway oh, that's fine next anytime. time you'll be in your beat will be even wasser well Wasaya. maybe it will or maybe Wasaya. 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 Yeah. I'll be living in the trees so Ryan Reynolds won't be stealing that bit of banter will he Newcastle analysis is next up which we're nervous mm. about already, I think. But you'll have a double helping next week because we're doing the Into the Light Show on the Tuesday, aren't we? So you'll mm. have post-match Monday and then Tuesday, bang, two two previews on Tuesday. I don't think. What a Christmas present that is. 
I can't even bear the thought of it at the minute. Like, mm. no, I'm, it's weird. I'm not like get nervous, but I'm like, I just, I don't know. It's got one nil them, hasn't it? Mm. Written don't write, right, right. Mm. We haven't got time for this. Sorry, we really haven't. No, just okay. bringing the banter full. I'm going to bring on the Oscar music now. Right, thanks, <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening. Over and out, banter. <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.